No. Your heart pounds in terror when you see your reflection. Your face, it's brown and leathery. Your skin is dried and shrunken. Your mouth is just a gaping hole. You've turned into a Republican. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, roaches and worms. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items, searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, play some games, and maybe even a few surprises. I'm still sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome all roaches and worms to a very special episode of Thrifty, secondhand shopping for worm people. Now, the new era of Thrifty has gone a lot different than the old era of Thrifty. We've been doing trivia shows with two people on panel, and they've been a lot of fun. But if you are an old school listener, you may appreciate this episode. If you are a new school listener and you haven't heard an episode like this before, this could be your opportunity to unsubscribe. So think about that as you're going through the sound files on your computer. But today, we're going to get very, very spooky. So start the fire for the cauldron, sharpen those canines, adjust those dials to scary, because this episode, we're taking a trip to the haunted theater. And today we have one guest. Now, the guest that I have here today, uh, he and I actually have recorded episodes like this for his podcast in the past. But this is actually his first time on Thrifty. He's a podcaster, writer, filmmaker. Uh, he's uh, he, he's the, the ghouly jalopy, Lucas Sloppy. From the Fake Ritual Podcast, welcome to the show, Lucas Sloppy. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Glad to be here. But you are the host of Fake Ritual, and it's a fool's guide to pop culture and the occult. And you've been doing that out of Pittsburgh for a little while now. And that's how we both became in touch with one another. I was on your show. I did probably like two, three, four episodes. I think, yeah, one, yeah, like kind of a get-to-know-you episode, and then... uh, a couple others that are more in line with, you know, mm-hmm. today's yeah, episode. Yeah, t- today's episode. And what we're doing today, Lucas and I, is we're reading Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebump books. So how this episode is going to go, Act 1, I will be reading a Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebump book. 
We're going to take a little commercial break. Lucas is then going to read uh, Choose Your Own Adventure Goosebumps book that he picked. And then we're going to see if we make it out alive. Now, if you're unfamiliar with Goosebump books, now people our age, very familiar. R.L. Stein's Goosebump books was a teen horror uh, book series, also show. It's uh, some of them are very campy and some of them are very scary. Some of them are very funny, but it's just a world of make believe with ghosts and goblins. And it's one of the reasons why I am who I am today. And I would say, Lucas, kind of the same thing. You're into that stuff. Absolutely. Yes. Now, um, as far as fake ritual, uh, what gave you the idea to do a podcast? Number one and number two. What would you consider a perfect podcast episode? Not that we've done them, either you or I, but what would make it a perfect spooky episode for you? Uh, well, what got me to do a podcast is mostly uh, I have always been a consumer of pop culture, whether it's video games, comic books, movies, TV. But getting into my 30s, I started feeling kind of like I was just taking a lot in and not putting uh, much out. So I decided to just turn my hobby into a creative endeavor. Ooh. And uh, I also grew up really Christian. So in Hell reaction yeah. to that, I kind <laughs> of am like a, you know, a dabbler in the occult, as I was always warned against. So mm-hmm. put the two and two together, got myself, you know, a little pop culture occult podcast. And you could listen to that pretty much everywhere. Yes. Ritual. Yes. I Google myself kind of daily so oh yeah just google fake ritual podcast it should be like the top 10 entries until you get to the cern ritual hoax some sort of scientific fake ritual in and of itself which you know maybe a future topic for either of us to cover but i digress and then your second question was yeah what 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 would you say a perfect spooky podcast? What would have to happen on it for for you to give a ten out of ten? Because we're gonna try it today. Okay, okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, I like a slow build. Slow build. Slow I'm build. writing this down. Slow build, and we're starting out with a slow build. We have some world building, how we know each other. So check. Yes, I do like comedic relief because it can cut the tension, which then kind of just like layers that tension mm-hmm. on top. Comedic of relief. Got it. Tell some jokes. And then probably just, you know... Some knock-knock jokes. I'll write that down. Yeah, I'm a big creepypasta fan. You know, internet, mm-hmm. scary stories that are, you know, less social commentary and more just like, this sounds creepy, so it is. Mm-hmm. So I guess something along those lines, just creepy imagery, whether or not it's backed by, like, reality. So the, sl- the slow build, the comedic relief, and the creepy pasta are the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit of Spooky Podcasting. Yes. Okay. You heard it here. Well, we're going to try it out today, and uh, though it's not a trivia-based episode, we are going to do the same intro, so it's time time to get thrifty. thrifty. So again, as I mentioned before, we're going to be reading two choose-your-own-adventure Goosebump books, and um, at the bottom of a lot of these pages, it gives you some options, whether it's go into the haunted house, turn to page 28, run away from the haunted house, turn to page 97, and uh, ourselves, we're going to choose what we do, and as a listener out there, 
if you hear us deciding, yell out in your car or yell out at work or yell out at home what you think we should do. So if we don't do it, then you could do your microaggressions in your car against us because we'll never hear the negative feedback that you'll be saying. So what I have in front of me is uh, this is the number 10 Diary of a Mad Mummy. On the back, it says all wrapped up and no place to go. While you're on vacation, you get a chance to check out an exhibit of Egyptian artifacts and a pretty cool mummy. But when you get to where the mummy is supposed to be, all you find is a pile of bandages and a really old diary filled with entries that seem to have been written by Mr. Mummy himself. (laughs) If you touch the bandages, they'll wrap themselves around you and poof, you're a mummy. If you decide to use the clues in the diary to find the wrapped wonder, you'll find yourself searching through the pyramids in Egypt. Will you be stuck there forever? The choice is yours in this scary Goosebumps adventure that's packed with over 20 super spooky endings. So what do you think, Lucas? Do you think, do you, do you think we're going to end up a mummy? Do you think we're going to make it out of these pyramids alive? Do you think parents are going to kill us? I mean, I'm... Is- I don't know if we mentioned this. I will be making the decisions for the book you're reading. Well, I'm going to try to become a mummy then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. 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 Mummy. Mr. The sequel to the Michael Keaton vehicle. So you'll be deciding the paths we choose for this book. And then when you read, I will be choosing for you. So I think you're going to try to get into the nitty gritty of us. And uh, hopefully you don't kill us. Yes. I will try my best. All right. Page one. Welcome to San Francisco, the tour guide says. Her voice echoes in the marble lobby of the office building. This is the famous pyramid building, the city's most famous skyscraper. When do we get to see the mummy? Your five-year-old sister whines at your side. You cringe and sneeze and squeeze Susie's hand. (laughs) You wish you didn't have to drag her around, but taking care of her is always your job on family vacations. Oh, well, you think. Who cares? This is going This is going to be the best vacation ever. You and your family are staying in a hotel in downtown San Francisco, and it's Pride Week. I added that in for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, R.L. Stein. Yeah, it's yeah. Pride Week. Um, you have a view of the whole city from your window, including the tall, spindly pyramid building just a few blocks away. And this month, there's a display of ancient Egyptian artifacts in the lobby including a real-life mummy. You can't wait to check it out. I want the mummy, Susie whines again. I want my mummy. I want my mummy. Your older brother Derek chants, imitating Susie's babyish voice. You laugh at Derek's joke. Then you whisper to Susie, we'll see it as soon as the tour guide gets out of the way. There you go. There's some comic relief. Oh. <laughs> you peer through the crowd at the mummy in his glass case. Hey, Did the mummy just move? Turn to page two. I bet it did. Very quickly, we're getting into this. Yeah. The world building was a page long, and there could be already mummy moving. Your your heart starts pounding. It can't be. But you know you just saw the mummy's arm move. Did anyone else see it? You stare hard at the brightly lit display cases in the middle of the lobby. A tour group crowds around the glass, blocking your view. So you stand on your tiptoes. Under a pinkish halogen light, you see an ancient bandaged mummy lying in a beautiful gold-painted 
wooden box. Now, listeners, picture that. A beautiful gold-painted box with a straight-up mummy inside. It's the first mummy it's the first mummy you've ever seen. A king from more than 4000 years ago. A dead person. Something about it gives you the creeps. Creepy pasta. The tour group moves away and the lobby clears. Come on, Susie squeals pulling you toward the mummy case. A strange chill runs up your spine as you step closer. You gaze at the mummy's face and shudder. It is hideous. Part of his face is still wrapped up but part of it isn't. You can see his dried, leathery skin stretched tightly over his shrunken, bony nose. You back away, and your foot bumps into something on the floor. Turn to page three. So we have the mummy. We already know what it looks like. And apparently, this mummy, which is uh, only half of its face is covered in bandages, is just hanging out in the lobby of a skyscraper in San Francisco Okay. during Pride Week. During Pride Week, yes. You glance down to see what you've kicked. Hey, look, you cry out softly, but no one is listening. The tour group scattered. Susie has let go of your hand. She's pressuring, She's pressing her nose to the glass in front of the wooden mummy case. As usual, your 14-year-old brother, Derek, is acting as if he doesn't know any of what's going on. He's talking to some kids by the door. Your parents examine another display case. No one notices what you found on the floor. You pick it up. It's a small clump of folded pages tied together at the edge with dried grass. Uh Uh-oh. Dried grass... It's never good when grass is dry and tying something. We know that. From horror movies, we know that if dried grass is used to tie something, in some trouble. You're... Okay, got that. No one notices what you... Okay, got that. (laughs) It looks like some kind of ancient book. You open it carefully. The pages seem as if they might crumble in your hands. You peer at the squiggly markings on the page. To your surprise, you recognize words. They're in English. The handwriting is hard to read, but finally you figure out what it says. This is the first day in my tomb. I am wrapped so tightly that I fear I may never breathe again. The bandages that preserve me are a prison. Hell yeah, I want that on a shirt. I want that on a shirt of like a cute mouse with a thought bubble that says the bandages <laughs> that <laughs> preserve me are a prison. I just still love the like, how's he writing this? I guess maybe that we're going to understand that, but we may understand that more or not. Like if I could barely breathe, I wouldn't write. <laughs> I wouldn't write that down. I would try breathing. Yeah. Harder. <laughs> I am a king. Yet they have brought me here, drained me of my blood and bound me with bandages. Across uh, uh, against my will, stop! I beg them, do not do this horrible thing. I am not dead. I am yeah. alive. Keep reading. Turn okay. to page four. Okay. This is harkening back. I think we studied ancient Egypt in like fourth grade. Yeah, something. Pretty like sure that. they like use salt a yeah. lot of the time to like dry people out. Yeah, like and it is. I remember uh, reading that like they would take out their internal organs and put them in jars. Yeah, with like the different, uh, I think, godheads mm-hmm. on them. And if because... they had pets, they would 
they yes. would put the pet with him. So brother and I, if we're ever in a sarcophagus, brother and I will be. Well, there was many cats were considered holy, especially. I believe there were like different cults, mm-hmm. especially like. I wonder if one ear is some significance to any type of ancient Probably. People. That sounds very. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Page four. Your mouth drops open as you flip through the ancient pages. Could this be a diary of some kind? A mummy's diary? Written 4,000 years ago. But why isn't in ancient hieroglyphics? How can it be in English? That's a great question, to be fair. Colonization, man. Yeah, probably. The Bible's mostly in English. <laughs> yeah. And, and everyone loves that. No one's thing. ever explained that to me, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one's correctly ever explained <laughs> that. This is weird. Definitely weird. But somehow, in your heart, you know the diary is real. Every word of it is true. You glance around again. That's like the Bible, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> definitely true. I know it's, it's definitely true. <laughs> you know it is. In my heart. In my heart. Good enough. You turn to another page and read on. I am embalmed alive. Me, the Pharaoh, <laughs> the king. And why? For one reason only. Because upon my neck, I bear a strange birthmark. A red stain in a strange shape that frightens my people. They think that it is a sign of evil. Even I am not sure where it comes from. Does it mean I'm really evil? Could I actually hurt people? Am I mad? You think it's like flaming eight ball? I have some birthmarks, and I've never thought that they were evil until now. Yeah. We're going to have to... <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to figure those alive, out. Yeah. Yeah. Your hands tremble as you flip through another page. So you're just reading this man's diary, like in the lobby of a, a hotel. Each night my spirit walks the earth for centuries. Each night my spirit writes this in this diary. But now, at last, my chance has come. Tonight, my body will walk the earth. Tonight, here in this strange place, I will escape my prison when did he write this every night his yes, spirit does i get the okay turn to All page right. nine turn to page nine I'm beginning to think i might be overthinking this <laughs> <laughs> can it be possible is the mummy going to escape tonight how and is this the strangest of all pyramids it's a building the pyramid building it would seem strange to some old pharaoh you guess You read over the same pages again, trying to make sense of them. Each night my spirit writes this diary, it says. No way, you think. He isn't writing with his hand. He's writing with his mind. See, there you go. There's your answer. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Got it. Yep. Mind writing. Mm -hmm. The mummy thinks something, and it appears on the page. Imagine that benefit, thinking something. I... I don't want that. I think a lot of weird things. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anyone reading it. <laughs> and please don't erase, erase. And that's why he has his own diary because he's just like, if I think of something, it writes down. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I have to keep this private. <laughs> awesome. You shoot a quick sideways glance to make sure the lobby guard isn't watching. Then you tuck the diary under your shirt. Turn to page 132. So yeah, the on- museum attendants I've known would be on you like – yeah. Fucking flies on shit if they saw you touch yeah. anything. Well, the thing of it is, this diary that we've been investigating that maybe belongs to this pharaoh, this mummy that his face is half covered, 
Uh, it's on the ground in the lobby, and the security guard or the attendant or whatever you want to call it did not see just a book on the ground. That's bad. That is bad. That's bad because say you own this mummy, and after it's shown at the gallery for the month or whatever, and you come to pick it up, and you're just like, hey, where's the book that was with him? And the guy's like, sheesh, I don't know. (laughs) I think it was on the ground a while ago. Saw some kid. (laughs) Page 132. And at the bottom of this page, listeners, and also Lucas, we're going to be deciding the first crossroads, the first choice. Um, So keep that in mind as you listen to this page. There will be a decision that we have to make at the bottom. You've got to read more of this. It's amazing. The mummy writes it with his mind. But just then, you hear your mother calling your name. Yoo-hoo! Again, she calls. Bring Susie and come on, she says. you got to get away so you can look at the diary. You don't want your parents to see it and take it away from you. Not after you just found it. You scan the lobby for some place to go. You spot an elevator. Hmm, maybe you could duck in there and zoom to the top of the pyramid, finishing the diary as you go up top. Or maybe you should keep the diary hidden in wait. You don't want to get in trouble with mom and dad, and besides, your hotel isn't too far away. You sneak back here tonight to see if the mummy really escapes. The diary says, tonight, I will escape my prison. So what will it be? It sounds like this ki- like it sounds like what a child would do if it was interested in a pornographic magazine. Yes. Like should I tuck it away? Should I some place to go to look at? Should I take it back to I don't want mom and dad figuring this okay. out. Okay. You using I'm Yes. I'm guessing what the uh, choices are. So if you come back tonight, turn to page 20. If you take the elevator now, turn to page 43. Again, if you come back tonight, Turn to page 20. If you take the elevator now, turn to page 43. So if you're listening, wherever you're listening, yell out what you want us to do. And now we'll let Lucas decide. Well, with the porn reference, I'm going to just imagine what I would do if I happened upon porn in a museum. And I probably would tuck it away. Tuck it away. And, you know, like just wait for a better opportunity because an elevator doesn't really sound like Mm-mm. a great place to be looking at. I would at, lock like, myself in the bathroom? Yeah. Yeah. Like any mm-hmm. normal. Yeah. Like any any normal. Tween. Uh, uh Someone stealing someone's diary. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you lock yourself in the bathroom. Nobody's going to go in there. So if you come back tonight, page 20. If you take the elevator, page 43. What do you think? We're come back tonight. Come back tonight. Page 20. All right, so I'm feeling okay about this so far. It's like, yeah, Arl Stein and these books tend, it's sometimes, it's like, I'm going to play it how I would play yeah. it, but there is almost a way to kind of think of what Arl Stein would want mm-hmm. you to do, and I feel like often he rewards patience, but he yeah. also does reward boldness. It seems like whatever is the easiest answer is bad and whatever is the hardest answer is bad but sometimes just like you the general in between of like let's investigate but not get too crazy yeah that's the one generally all right so we're coming back tonight will we be punished for it we shall see page 20 a dead mummy coming alive again you want to see that you hold the diary hidden inside your shirt and look around for Susie. coming mother you say you'll come back tonight and find out if 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 what the diary says is really true. See you later, you whisper to the mummy. He looks completely dead to you. But 
you know you saw his arm move. You keep the diary hidden in your shirt during dinner in Chinatown. You never get a chance to read it. Back at the hotel, Susie is hungry again. She insists on ordering room service, but they never show up. She wants to stay up waiting, but eventually your parents make you all go to bed. Finally, when everyone else is asleep, you sneak out of the hotel. The cool, foggy night air makes you shiver as you walk two blocks to the pyramid building. The streets are empty at this time of night. When you reach the building, you slip in through the front door and find the lobby guard asleep. Close Man, one. I'm so glad this lobby guard is like... Yeah, good very... thing there's not cameras around or anything. Yeah. Or anything like that. Stop. As you sneak into a building as a child to what I believe to be is mess around with a art exhibit. Yeah, that's pretty... <laughs> yeah, I just... the idea, I was most scared by the uh, the streets. Yeah. Empty San Francisco streets in the middle of the night. And yeah. I'm like a teen. I'm a tween. Yeah. Yeah, it's Pride Month, too, so who knows? (laughs) He's sitting on a stool, slumped over a tall reception desk. A small light on his desk gives the cavernous lobby an eerie glow. You step past the guard toward the the displays in the center of the lobby. After a minute, your eyes adjust to the dim light. Then you spot it and gasp. The glass case holding the mummy is broken. The mummy is gone. Turn to page 36. Shit, I wish. It's like, is the glass outside of the mummy case or it's inside the mummy case? It seems like it was. it's on the ground, busted yeah. from inside. So the diary that you assumed was mine written by this mummy seems to be true. Mm. There will be another choice at the bottom of this page. Keep that in mind. You stare at the display case. Your hands are really clammy. Your heart beats faster. You can't believe it. Has the mummy really escaped? All the other glass cases are fine. There's a fancy golden throne in one, a large feather-shaped fan in another. Only the mummy display case is broken. Only the mummy is gone. You missed it. You're too late. Broken glass litters the floor at your feet. So there we are. So it is broken from inside. It seems as if the mummy practically exploded out of his case. Slowly, you inch closer. You glance down, avoiding the glass. That's when you spot it. A trail of old cloth bandages. Not just one either. A whole bunch of them. You know this is crazy, but it looks as if the mummy unwrapped himself as he ran away. You can't see the bandages very well in the dark, so you bend over to pick one up. But something stops you. A noise. Someone is coming from the far side of the lobby. You better get out of there, and fast. If you pick up the bandage, turn to page 51. If you think you'd better run, turn to page 18. So we... We got to the lobby. The glass case was busted open. It's relatively dark. The guard is asleep. There is a trail of bandages, but across the way we hear somebody. So if you want to pick up the bandage, 51. If you think you better run, turn to page 18. Now, I I know a lot of people at home are probably like, run, run, but we shall see. Well, the back of the book did say that if we touch a cloth, we'll become a mummy. 
that's but even knowing the rumor that, is yes. I'm like, but is, that's probably that's probably okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Also, just the mummy's naked. The mummy is must be naked. Must be at least partially, partially nude. Partially nude. Okay. Partially nude. That you'd think you would have mentioned that. Yeah. If you do in fact touch this cloth and become a mummy. Uh, will other mummies respect you if you are a mummy? Yeah, are they gonna be like you're? Yeah, you're new. And how? You're new yeah, you're here. yeah, you're new around yeah. these parts. I've been dead for four thousand years or whatever. I'm wondering if you touch the cloth, if it like automatically just wraps around you, like yeah. cartoonishly. I want. I'm. I want to see what happens. So All right. I gotta hold the cloth. Okay. If you pick up the bandage, turn to page fifty-one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we are choosing our own adventure. So I have a feeling that the footsteps coming towards me are probably like my little sister that might have followed me here. Cause Quite don't, possibly. Yeah, we need some more kids in play here. Yeah. That was a weird thing where when there was a little part of that last page that said, uh, my sister was still hungry, wanted to, re- wanted to order room service, but it never came. And then we just moved on from yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like... Interesting. Yeah, that's man, so we're gonna, they, there are a lot of bad employees. So we're gonna tu- we're gonna touch this bandage, and this once again is R.L. Stein. Give yourself goosebumps. Number ten, Diary of a Mad Mummy. All right, so let's see what happens to us. You hide. You'll hide as soon as you get a better look at those bandages. Your hand shakes, and you bend down to pick up a long piece of cloth. It's so old and thin and gauzy. Can this really be a bandage that wrapped up a mummy? Almost in a trance, you stare at the ancient fabric in your hands. Your eyes glaze over. All of you could think about is the mummy. Out there. Somewhere. Alive. When you snap out of the daydream, you hear the footsteps again. You glance up and peer into the dark corners of the lobby. You spot a shadow moving. Uh Uh-oh, time to hide. You try to drop the cloth, but for some reason, you can't seem to let it go. It's, It's stuck to you. You glance down and gasp. Somehow, the bandage has wrapped itself around your hand and around your arm. Hey, it's wrapping up your whole body. Turn to page 69. So I was right. Cool, 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 yes. I was right. It was just mechanically... Mechanically, it was wrapping itself around your body like a cartoon. All right, so we hear somebody in the lobby. It seems as though we're turning into a mummy. So let's see if turning into a mummy helps us in our adventure. Here's page 69. Terrified, you claw the bandages with both hands. You tear at them, trying to pull them away from your arms, your neck, But by now, your hands are wrapped up, both of them. It's as if you're wearing gauze mittens. You can't grip the cloth. The harder you try to pull the bandages away, the more tightly they encircle you. You gaze down at your legs. Oh no, they're wrapped up too. In fact, your whole body is completely bandaged like a mummy. No, you want to scream, but the sound won't come out. Then you hear a scuffling sound again. And an instant later, a figure steps out of the shadows. You gasp and stumble back. It's the mummy. Whoa. 
You stare in horror at his brown and leathery, dried, shrunken body. Then he starts to walk towards you. Find out what he wants on page 82. Dang, okay. I thought that. I thought we were goners there for a second. No, not yet. I think we're doing okay. Um, so what I think is, I think... Um, so we either decided to touch the cloth or run away. Mm-hmm. So that person across the room, I think we were going to meet the mummy one way or another. Yeah, yeah. I think it seems like that was going to be the path no matter what. We were going to run into the mummy. But there was two choices. One, you are a mummy during that interaction, mm-hmm. and one, you are not. And we chose, yes, we will become the mummy. So let's see if meeting the mummy as a kid mummy helps or hurt us mm-hmm. here. Page 82. This can't be happening, your brain screams. The diary can't be true. A mummy can't come back to life, not after being dead for 4,000 years. But here he is, and he's headed straight towards you. His nose is a pointed bump on his hard brown leather face. His eye sockets have no eyeballs. They're just big, gaping pits. His mouth is open in a hideous half-smile, half-scream. He's so tiny, you think. About your height, but much thinner, bonier. So horrible, but so small. For an instant, you feel sorry for him. Until you realize he's coming closer and closer. Before you know it, he reaches out and touches your face. A sudden jolt flows through you like an electric shock. Then the mummy pulls his hand away. Your heart nearly stops as you watch what's happening. The mummy begins to transform into you. Into you. Yes. Following along. Yeah. What's my name? Uh, What is your name? That's a great question. Oh, wait. Do they? No, wait. I think I'm wrong. They never tell you your name. Yes. Yeah, so choose your own adventure. Okay. So, so you are. So you're I'm Lucas. Lucas. Okay. Yes. You're Lucas. That's the fun part about this. Mm-hmm. You are the character. So you never. You have a sister. You have an older brother. We've only brother. read these books like 30 times. Yeah. I'll get it one of these days. <laughs> yeah. Try to stop trembling as you turn to page 94 working on it yeah so so the mummy touches you and starts to turn into you often yeah a little i feel Mm -hmm. like if you keep having to turn pages without making a decision i find that to be a good sign because i'm hoping they're just gonna have us turn four pages to be like not looking so hot yeah yeah and again if you've never read one of these books there are very few endings that end in your favor so as you continue through your journey you might end up dying but if you keep flipping through pages and you keep reading, that's a good sign mm-hmm. that you picked right because we haven't had to pick as much as you usually mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. All right, page 94. The mummy's leathery face softens and then fills out. His dried skin becomes fleshy and alive. Hey, that's your face. Not only that, he's even wearing your clothes somehow. Then he turns and runs away. <laughs> what? So this is the '90s. What am I wearing? Like a bad boy T-shirt yeah. and like, uh, yeah, some like jo- what? Bugle kind of boy. Bugle boy. Yeah. Bugle boy bum some, equipment. Got some uh, airwalks on. Airwalks, <laughs> vans. Yeah. Like vans, uh, independent uh, skateboarding company got a chain shirt. Chain wallet, maybe. Chain wallet. <laughs> yep. Yep. This mommy looks cool. Yeah, for sure. 
Then he turns and runs away. Your face and body start to tingle. Something's happening. Something horrible. You grab and claw at the bandages that wrap you tightly. Under the bandages, you could feel your flesh shriveling and drying as if you've been sitting in an oven for 4,000 years. It's the bandages, you realize. No shit, right? (laughs) The bandages are doing something to your skin. You notice a loose end of cloth dangling from a long bandage. You yank it, and the cloth around your head begins to unwind. You have to see what's happened to you. You race towards the elevators, frantically unwrapping as you go. You gaze into the in the chrome elevator doors. They act as a mirror. No. Your heart pounds in terror when you see your reflection. Your face. It's brown and leathery. Your skin is dried and shrunken. Your mouth is just a gaping hole. You've turned into a Republican. (laughs) (laughs) You've turned into the mummy. Turn to page 103. All right. So we are the mummy, and the mummy is now us. That's pretty gross, too. I feel like that definitely falls in the like creepypasta category of just nasty. Yeah. That's just a gross thing to have happen to you. Slow build. Creepypasta again. Some comedic relief. And any kind of like gaping maw of a mouth, like a nasty little, like yeah. just a hole in your face. Are you familiar? And this is maybe, I wouldn't say early internet, but definitely not late internet. Are you familiar with a gaping maws website? No. Okay. So I'm not quite certain. There's a community of folks out there who enjoy looking at pictures of animals with their mouths like wide open as possible. Like as wide as possibly. And people comment like, oh, you can see its back teeth. They're like, oh, its tongue is weird. Oh, you can see like part of its mouth. And they would there was a website for this community that would just be pictures of animals with their mouths wide open. And people commenting like just regular things. Man, the internet used to be. Yeah, so promising. <laughs> I don't know if the Gaping Maws website still exists, but that's definitely something. If I remember right after this episode, I'm going to see if I it wouldn't does. search for it on your work computer. <laughs> <laughs> the room spins. You struggle to keep from fainting. This can't be happening. But one more look in the chrome mirror elevator convinces you it's happening. You're a mummy. At first, you are too terrified to think. You just stand there in the lobby, stunned. Then you hear the sleeping guard start to move. Uh Uh-oh, he's waking up. You don't want him to see your face or anyone looking like this. Quickly, you come up with a plan. You got to make it back to the hotel. Maybe your family can help, but that means walking through the streets is a mummy. During Pride Month. During Pride Month. (laughs) You'd have to take your chances. You're going to get roasted. (laughs) (laughs) You have to take your chances and hope that no one spots you. A living mummy. Then again, you could try to unwrap the horrible mummy bandages right now. Maybe if you get them off, you'll get a chance to change back into yourself. What should you do, listeners and Lucas? If you go back to the hotel, turn to page 47. If you try to unwrap yourself, turn to page 115. So <sighs> escape through the streets on <sighs> in Pride Month as a mummy or unwrap yourself or at least try. What uh, do we want to do? I don't know. I don't like the idea of unwrapping myself because I just am thinking of like scabs mm-hmm. on a bandit. Like it just seems kind of quite possibly too easy. Be nude. That too. 
You'll yeah. be naked, and I don't know. I think you should just at least go back to the hotel to like find your parents or get or out of there. Yeah, get out yeah. of there. I don't know if you saw the like things are real right yeah. now, so <laughs> best to vacate. Yeah, for sure. And I you mean, might you might run into the security guard, and at least you could be like. Help me! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be like I don't get paid enough for yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine you're sleeping, just and you wake up and there's like a kid mummy. Like, hey, help me! I'm a mummy. <laughs> I'd be like, bro. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so, dude. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> and then you see like the mummy glass busted, and you're like, nah, dude. Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get blamed for this. Someone yeah. has to take the fall. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go back to the hotel. So we're going to turn to page 47, and I hope everyone listening agrees with our decisions because so far, at least as far as we know, they have helped us, it seems. All right, page 47. The hotel, you decide. You've got to get back there to your family. You need help. But what if your parents take one look at you and freak out? What if they don't recognize you? You got to take that chance. You tiptoe across the marble floor of the lobby. Your footsteps don't make a sound, probably because the bandages are still wrapped around your feet. You sneak past the still sleeping guard and slip out into the foggy night. Your bandages trail behind you as you head back towards the hotel. You glance around, hoping no one will see you. At the corner, you accidentally catch your reflection in a store window. Your face is so hideous, you almost scream. Stay calm, you tell yourself. One more block to go. Uh Uh-oh, here comes a car. Quick, hide. Turn to page 29. I don't know why we're so avoiding people, because why... I mean, I guess you're a child, so you're afraid of all adults that you don't know. It's almost like an allegory for puberty. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. You don't want anyone to know. Mom, my, hair, my armpits are hairy. <laughs> a mummy's wearing my clothes. <laughs> you have to hide. You duck into the alcove of a nearby building and huddle in the shadows. The long black limousine cruises by. Elon Musk may be showing yeah. up for Pride Month, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crimes. Uh, yeah, close one. Except an instant later, the two glass doors behind you swing open and two doctors walk out. So this is about to get weird. Yeah, this is weird. One man, one woman. Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. R.L. Stein. (laughs) One and a half doctors. (laughs) Yeah. That's when you notice the sign over the entrance. Emergency medical assistance. Hey, the male doctor says to you. What are you doing out there? You should be in bed. You look very sick. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Then the female doctor steps closer. Females. (laughs) She peers into your face. A female doctor? Whoa. (laughs) At your shrunken, dried, brown leather face. She grabs your wrist. Hey, look, she whispers to the other doctor. This isn't a patient. It's a mummy. This got real weird on page yeah, 29. I, I got a lot of questions. I'm, yeah. So basically, touch it? Ew, I would not. If I saw a walking mummy, the last thing I'm doing is touching it. You ran into a street. You saw a limousine because it's the city, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then you ducked into a building, which seems to be some form of hospital. Uh-huh. And then doctors find you. And one's like, whoa, you should be in bed. And the other's like. The gender binary finds you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You look sick. Turn to page 86. So let's see what these two doctors have to say or do to us. 
there is a decision at the bottom of this okay. page. They seem like they're in, they're part of some sort of conspiracy. They are adults, and all adults are evil in Goosebumps. Yeah, they true. all yes. act like ghosts. We've yeah. said that before. Yeah. All adults act like ghosts. Mm-hmm. No one knows why. That's just what it is. It's spooky. It's scary. Really, the other doctor says slowly, a living mummy? He steps forward and peers at you over the top of his gold wire rim glasses. Amazing. I sure would like to see what's inside this guy, the female doctor says. Wouldn't you? The male doctor nods and grins. We could make a lot of money out of this, he mutters. You don't like the way these these two are looking at you. There's something creepy about the glint in their eyes and the eager expressions on their faces. And what does she mean? What's inside? One thing's for sure. It doesn't sound good. The female doctor tightens her grip on your wrist. You glance back out to the street to see if the limousine is gone. It's not gone. What are you going to do? If you pull away and dash into the street, turn to page 91. If you stay hidden in the alcove with the doctors, turn to page 112. This is the easiest decision I've ever made. I'm running into the street. These people are fucking creeps. Ooh, interesting. Doctors are... You never want to run towards a limo? Ah, Yeah, it's like in between, yeah, the ghoulish doctors and the like a rich person yeah a rich person but i mean i'll take my chances and so, limos are have you ever been in a limo uh probably not i mean it's kind of it's kind of pretty cool. sick yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i like yeah my, maybe i have maybe i have I'm like I'm instant class trader yeah, like, yeah oh this is nice i do see on youtube and also television that there's like alcohol and lights inside you've seen home alone too oh yeah i've seen yeah home alone it's too. got like free is it, pe- is pepperoni it like pizza that? takes you to duncan's toy chest interesting so maybe that's the uh maybe we get new parents out of this yeah that'd be cool because yeah. they're kind of like they're i don't know how you got out of the hotel yeah so we're gonna dash out into the street and roaches and worms i hope you're ready to dash with us because as a baby mummy we're going to fly into this limousine these doctors are creeps, you decide. They're looking at you as if they've just won the lottery and you're the prize. See, that's what you had in mind. You're like, these. I'm a child. Yeah. It's just weird. You got to get away from them. You yank your wrist hard. You dash out of the alcove and back onto the sidewalk. Luckily, the limousine driver doesn't seem to notice you, even with your bandages trailing behind you. The doctors chase you, but you manage to slip away from them. You sneak into a side door of the hotel and take the elevator to the 14th floor. Which is the thir- which is technically usually the 13th floor. Yes. Because they skip it. I'm sure that he put this in there for that reason. Yeah. Then you reach for your room key. Your heart starts to pound. Oh no, you forgot. You're a mummy. No pockets. <laughs> no room key. You not you checked your butthole. Though. Yeah, right? It could be... <laughs> That's what they were talking about. What's inside you? I bet he's got a room key. <laughs> we want to get in that bougie hotel yeah, where the limousine looks, is yeah. going. This is our. You ticket. want to check his butthole? <laughs> <laughs> you knock on the door. What else can you do? You hear footsteps inside the room. Good. Someone's coming, but who? You hope it's your older brother, Derek. He can be a jerk sometimes, but usually the two of you get along. You wrap your face back up as best as you can and put your hand on your hip, trying to look casual. The door <laughs> swings open. When you see who's there, a scream rises in your throat. 
Who's at the door? Found out on page 66. Who's at the door? If it scream rises in my throat. Yeah. The mummy? Mummy, mom, or baby sister? All scream rises in my throat. Maybe the doctors, maybe the limousine. I mean, there's the chances are endless of who this could be. But imagine Brendan Fraser from the Mummy franchise. But I I mean, I guess like a scream of joy. But imagine you're a regular person and you have some kids and you're asleep and you wake up to a door knocking and you open it up and it's your child with his hands on his hips as a living, breathing mummy. Acting like nothing's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Standing in the doorway in front of you is the most terrifying thing you've ever seen in your life. You. (gasps) Yes. At least it looks like you. You know that it's really the mummy. He stole your body and now he's living in your hotel room and wearing your clothes. He looks really stupid in your pajamas too. The mummy, (laughs) the kid who looks like you. you... laughs in your face then he slams the door and locks it hey you try to shout but no sound comes out that's when you realize you can't speak you have no tongue so mummy has now replaced me in the family the mummy somehow knew that there was a key inside my own ass (laughs) got it out of the ass Went to the hotel and found the room fine. Also, what a self-burn. You see someone who looks like you in your pajamas Hanging and you out. think very smugly, looks like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what uh, a fucking idiot. <laughs> That's you. Fucking dork. It's like seeing your twin brother in like your clothes and be like, you look bad. You look fucking stupid, dude. <laughs> Cowboy a, pajamas. Yeah, real cool, bro. Wait a sec. All right. Page 75. We are still alive. It's just a mummy is in our family, and we are not any longer. For a moment, you stand in the hallway, just staring at the locked door. Locked. Locked out of your hotel room. Locked away from your family. Locked out of your own life. And no one even knows it, you realize. Your family probably thinks the mummy is you. Why not? He looks like you. No, you want to cry. You can't steal my life that way. But your mouth won't make a sound. Suddenly... You hear a noise. It's the elevator. Someone's coming. Your heart pounds faster. Don't let anyone see me, you think. Please. Quick, hide on page 10. A lot of hiding. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of hiding. I mean, we're we're, We're talking along, though. I mean, this is a story. Yeah. Because the worst, some of these books, it's like the first decision you make can just totally like, and you died like, oh, great. I didn't even get to meet anyone spooky. We had to have made some pretty good decisions considering we're, we're alive. Now, uh, we do have a decision at the bottom of this page as well. So, roaches and worms and all you listeners, get ready to decide for yourself and yell at your computer or your headphones or your phone if you think we are wrong. Like people on the street. Yeah, anybody. Anybody. If if you see a limo, definitely. Yeah. See what's up with that. Mm -hmm. Frantically, you glance around for some place to hide. Any place. You spot a storage closet a few feet away. The door stand opens slightly. Yes, you think as you quickly slide inside. You flip on a light, hold your breath, and listen. Are the footsteps coming toward you? You wait. Your heart pounds. Finally, the footsteps pass. 
you breathe and glance around the supplies in the closet. Rolls of toilet paper, soaps, tiny bottles of hotel shampoo, towels, mops, a vacuum cleaner, and pens. Ballpoint pens with a hotel's name on them. Small notepads, too. There are some just like them by the telephone in your room. This is this is like oddly compelling to me. I'm like, ooh, the pen. oh, I love like a collection of a bunch of stuff. Supply yeah. closets are like yeah. so liminal. Well, hey, you found a good one. Yeah. That's what you need. You realize paper and pen so you could write your family a note. You start to scribble a note to your brother, Derek. I'm a mummy. <laughs> I'm a mummy. I can't talk. There's a hotel key in my ass. I <laughs> well, think. there was. Yeah. <laughs> if there's a hotel key and that kid's ass, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the, uh, really the mummy. Sorry, this is a long note. Yeah. But suddenly you notice something else on the on the closet floor. Something even better than a pen. Keys. The housekeeper could have dropped them in the closet, you decide. They look like master keys that will open every room in the hotel. Thank God for negligent employees that security guard finding diaries (laughs) finding yeah just adults like not doing oh master key ring yeah drop it on the floor and when this kid eventually dies or even goes to prison or even goes to court they're gonna be like so you just found that diary and you found those keys huh but but yeah if you decide to use the keys to open your hotel room turn to page 41 If you write a note and slip it to hopefully Derek, turn to page 117. So if you use the keys to open the door, or you could slip a note, hopefully, to Derek, your older brother, explaining the situation. 47117. The note sounds bad. I mean, who answered the door? Mommy. Mommy. So I think just get the keys, go in. Like, you need time... I, at decision. this point, I would definitely agree because it's just like in real life. That's what I would do. Yeah, I'd be like we got to get in there and at mm-hmm. least like. Well, in real life, I would just because the classic like if someone's impersonating you, you know, ask them a question that yeah. only they would know. Classic. Yeah. When's the last time you peed the bed? Three nights ago. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's Lucas. Yeah, it's definitely Lucas. <laughs> he pees it every. He pees the bed every night. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> All right. Forget writing a note, you decide. You want to see your family again. You want to confront that creep, that mummy, who stole your life during Pride Month. (laughs) You pick up the keys and flip through them. You spot one with a small piece of masking tape on it. In blue ink, someone has written the word master on the tape. Well, this is a little different, I think, than what the... (laughs) (laughs) That's it. The key that will open your family's door. You race down the hall. The key fits, just as you had hoped. In an instant, you turn the lock and burst into your family's hotel room. To your surprise, they're all sitting there wide awake, waiting for you, including the mummy, who looks, by the way, exactly like you used to. <laughs> Does it really say that? It doesn't say, by okay. the way. <laughs> okay, yeah. like It just says, who looks exactly like God you. damn it. Ah, Susie screams when she sees you. Ah, get him away. I told you, the mummy who looks like you shouts. I told you he was following me. Grab him, Derek, quick, your dad says. Turn to page 92. So, yeah, we're getting, We're. I think we're treading on the territory of. Like, my dad's going to kill. Like, this I'm is not the freaky. mummy. That's the mummy. No, you're the mummy. You're wearing the thing. Like the Spider-Man meme of them all yeah. pointing to each other. 
Before you know it, Derek and your dad rush forward and grab your arms. Roughly, they wrestle you to the floor. No, dad, it's me, you want to scream. But it's Susie who does the screaming. You glance at your mother, hoping that at least she will recognize you. Your own mother. But her eyes grow wide with fear. She reaches out and yanks Susie toward her. She hugs your little sister close to protect her from you. You'd never hurt your own sister. You struggle to get up, but Derek sits on your legs. Your dad holds your arms. You flail around and pull one arm free just for an instant. With a gauzy finger, you point accusingly at the mummy. Then you point at yourself, tapping your own chest. Then you point back at the mummy again. Will they get it? Will your parents <laughs> see what they're trying to te- what you're trying to tell them? That the mummy is not really you and you aren't really the mummy? For just an instant, they seem to understand. Turn to page 102. Shit. I think I'm hearing rock band or masturbating above me. Yeah, I definitely hear a rhythmic human It's not sex. (laughs) It is not sex. I will say that. It's a mummy. For sure. You gaze into your mother's eyes. Please. A lot of gazing. Yeah. (laughs) Well, if you can't speak, you just gaze. Yeah. Please understand, you want to say, please, it's me. Your mom's mouth starts to open. Lucas, she whispers to your dad. I think it's trying to tell us something. Your dad gazes deeply into your eyes. Does he seem, does he see you in there? Or only empty eye sockets by horrible dried leathery flesh. Before your dad can answer, the mummy speaks up. Yeah, I think he's trying to tell us something. He's saying he's after me, the mummy cries, like I told you. (laughs) Why would he say that, even if he was? Yeah, I'm after you. Yeah, you're sitting on me, but I'm I'm after after him, so. You see a secret (laughs) twinkle in the mummy's eye. He knows the truth. He knows he's stolen your body. He knows he's telling a huge lie, but no one else knows. Call the hotel security, your father declares. Better yet, call the police. Yeah, the mummy gleefully agrees. Call the police. Turn to page 80. So, cops are coming. That can never be great. Jeez. All right. I'm kind of like, yeah. We're getting through this. We're getting through this for sure. We're doing an okay job. Yeah. The police, your parents are calling the police to have them take you away. Your heart races and panicked at the thought, you know what's going to happen next. A bunch of museum guys will drag you away and study you, or scientists from the government. They'll lock you up, stick things in you, may even cut you open. Mom, Dad, you silently cry. Don't you know it's me? Suddenly, you get an idea. You re- you relax your arms and play dead. Really dead. Like a mummy is supposed to be. <laughs> Every muscle in your body goes limp. You just lie perfectly still on the floor, hardly breathing. The police burst through the door. A few months. Stop bursting through the door. It was unlocked. Yeah. Well, that's police. Yeah. Doors unlocked. Oh. They'll just kick it in. <laughs> they find a normal-looking family huddled around a motionless Egyptian mummy. Just did you think they would? Yeah. A living mummy. Yeah. Book that's a noise. <laughs> you hear one of the officers say. Does he look alive to you? The other officer chuckles. Yeah, I've heard some good ones in my time, but that's a first. Then he adds, all right, put him up. <laughs> the policeman is walking towards your dad with handcuffs. Because the police, the policemen are probably like, 
bro, you stole that mummy. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that is exactly what it would look like at this point. Yeah, there is no way that it wouldn't look like you stole a mummy. I hope we get an option to just like... No, we don't. Page 71. The officer places your dad in handcuffs. Your family just stands there looking stunned. You people must be crazy, one policeman says. Vandalizing a priceless Egyptian exhibit like that? We got a call earlier tonight about a stolen mummy, but I didn't think we'd find it this fast. Your little sister starts to cry. Derek shouts, wait, wait, you're making a mistake. But the weirdest part of it all is what the mummy does. He starts to laugh, but he has your laugh. It's as if he can't help it. He laughs and laughs and laughs. He can't stop. And it doesn't sound like your laugh at this point. It's merging into a, like an evil cackle. Even the policemen look at him strangely. (laughs) Your mom looks down at you lying still on the floor, and she smiles. She smiles right at you. You stand up with a start and run behind her. The officers both gasp. One reaches for his gun, but your mom grabs his arm with her hand and stops him. Don't you dare, she shouts. That's my boy you're after. Now it's the mummy's turn to look stunned. Your mom recognizes you. (gasps) And that's when you finally know you're in for a happy ending. They just fucking shoot the shit out of that mummy. They definitely So this story ends in a hotel room on the 14th floor. Your mom recognizes you're actually the mummy. And police burst through the door and shoot the person that looks like you that's actually the mummy to bits. So there's some gun violence in this ending. There's still no resolution. You are still... Yeah. A mummy with like really bad skin. Yeah. No tongue. Yeah, and your body is now destroyed by bullets. Like your actual body. Mmm. Do you think so you don't think you think he literally did st- like body swapped you? Well, I think Or he, he just Well, I think what happened is the mummy turned into you and you turned into the mummy. Okay. So you were the mummy was living your life. So now I think the body your body, which the mummy was in, I think the bump, the the mummy took that body as its own, and now it's shot to bits. So I think you, as a boy, still exist, but now you are the mummy. You're just recognized. You're still gonna be experimented on. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. So th- there are like, better endings and worse endings, but you no, end that up was... alive and you're a mummy, and cops do some gun violence. Yeah, that was still, I mean, cool. So. Roaches, um, that was the first chapter of uh, what Lucas coined as the Roach Ritual. So that will be the first book of two books in this two-part series. So that was R.L. Stein. Give yourself goosebumps. Reader beware. You choose the scare. Number 10, Diary of a Mad Mummy. What's it, the tagline it says on there? A-M-A-B, all mummies are boys. All mummies are boys. A cab. A mab. A mab. All mummies are boys. So, a fun ending. We yeah. haven't had police shoot anything. No. <laughs> wait, did I? We just added that, right? No. No, wait. They did. They. Sh- I didn't add that. No, they did just shot him. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, I didn't add that. Oh, <laughs> that shit. wasn't in addition on Pride Month. Damn. Just Damn. so quick to like. Oh, the mummy's your son. Let's shoot this human. Well, I think they were, what was happening is they were raising their guns to shoot and they were aiming at the mummy and your mom was like, 
do not shoot that do don't shoot the mummy and then the the kid was cack like the 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 mummy that was in your body was cackling so your mom's like oh shit that's the mummy so i think the police officers were like okay okay and shot the actual mummy which if the mummy is alive and that was like what we were going by i guess the person in the mummy is now dead i think there was murder that happened i'm not sure yeah or else we need to yeah follow up so that was that was our first book and for our second book the listeners out there are only going to have to wait one solid week as for this week roach ritual part one wraps up roach ritual part two will drop next week while lucas sloppy from fake ritual will be reading another goosebumps choose your own adventure from my collection hopefully there is no gun violence or police violence in it, but hopefully there's ghoulies and gooblies and monsters and everybody else who doesn't identify under any of those categories. Get roached! Well-